Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Here on a Monday, Super Bowl Monday, if you want to give us a call, you can. 8150-939-3831-939 for the uh, UPS Jobs text line. If you'd like to hit us up that way, you are welcome to do so. I did want to mention one other thing. Uh, there was a reference in the – or there was a, a moment in the Super Bowl uh, last night where Romo um, forgot math <laughs> and, uh, and how the kind of the clock works. Uh, th- there was an odd uh, situation in the game where he said that uh, they should have spiked the ball on the play and th- that it would have saved them 15 seconds had they done so instead of running a play. And he's wrong. Like, the clock was running no matter what. The problem was the play before they got tackled inbounds. Not that they ran another play instead of, lining up and spiking it, the clock would have been running the whole time. They would have at best saved the difference between running a quick play and the spike. But the clock was running. He said it would have saved them like 15 seconds. No, it wouldn't. And a texter was talking about how he contradicted himself a few times during the game, which is always an issue with him the last couple of years. Wasn't the spike play also when Pacheco was taking forever to come back on side? Yeah, he was running back down the field. That's exactly right. But So he was very confused about that. Uh Almost like he was trying to like stay in the broadcast there. You know, sometimes I hate when I get the feeling like someone's talking because it's their turn to talk. Yeah. Even though we do that for three hours, Monday yeah. through Friday. But if you listen long enough, sometimes you could maybe pick out when someone's filling. Uh, and it felt like he was doing that, but he was like wrong. You know, it wasn't like he was filling with like superfluous details. He was saying the wrong thing. I was like, man, come on. You got to think. You got to be ready. You got to be ready with that fill. It was weird. That's why I never won a Super Bowl in his career. He wasn't ready with that. Though. That's it. That was why. That's probably because he doesn't understand how clocks work. Playing for Dallas probably did not help. Yeah. And the clapper, yeah, that works. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That's the, the number if you'd like to get in here. What, the clapper, what? Jason Garrett. Uh, he always clapped on the sideline. Yeah, Have you sure ever did. heard that nickname before? Yeah, it just it, it didn't did not register immediately at all. Let's get JB in here. JB, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? Hey, man. Shout out to my friend Tom. Uh, not doing great. Uh, just want to shout out to him. I hope he's listening. Long time Louisville fan. But actually, for the first time, watched the game the other night because, uh, you know, my wife will watch a movie that I'll just turn on the TV next to it with no sound. And that kind of reminded me, like, you know, a 21 to 6 or whatever it was run at the end of the game. It reminded me of, uh, the old 80s teams that just wore you down, and I'm not saying that it is anything like that, but, like, it was refreshing to see. I mean, I, I see some talent out there for sure uh, uh, that we could uh, definitely turn into a tournament team really really quickly. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know uh, what's going on behind the scenes, but uh, – what do you think for for coaches? You know, I actually I wanted Musselman last year, personally, uh, but I think there's quite a few uh, that could uh, do it. And just one more thing, um, I'm on the Chiefs. I was a Chiefs fan when I was a kid, so I had to wait about 50 years. So 
I'm living large uh, in the NFL realm these days, so I'll just get your comments about that, and I appreciate your show. Thank you so much, uh, JB. I was going to be totally straight with you. Uh, it doesn't feel right today to talk about other coaches when they did a good thing. Sure. So I'm going to give them a one-day reprieve. Uh, from that discussion, unless there was some sort of news or you know that I that I don't know about, and I, there hasn't been. Uh, we'll have plenty of time. So I'm not uh, busting JB's balls too much, but I just that conversation. I, they deserve unreserved, unqualified, or, or properly qualified praise for what's going on, uh, and, and at least one day's uh, reprieve from that conversation. Taylor couldn't get two hours of reprieve on that on Saturday night. Well, because we tried to just not talk coaching. I run a tighter ship. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you it's, just go it's, where the callers go, though. You know how it is, Mark. True. Sure, yeah, it, you go where the callers go, but it, it's it's we control what we say to a degree. You know, look the good. And news. by the way, I hope your 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 friend uh, Tom feels better. Tom, yeah. Yes, I hope Tom gets feeling better too. Yeah. Then uh, no problem with you uh, shouting him out there for a little encouragement. Yeah. Uh, as far as look, coaching candidates, I, we'll be there before you know it. Yeah. Uh, eight weeks from today is the national championship game. Right. I mean, it's happening, and, and we'll have other days. We've had plenty of it up to now. Um, but, look, there's a lot to talk about from Saturday night. And obviously, we could qualify it all, you know, and say, like, hey, George, you do one, George Tech's not a good no, team. Let's, let's do one okay. big disclaimer. We'll go we'll just like tennis here. Yeah. We're not saying he deserves a year three. Georgia Tech is a – we acknowledge that Georgia Tech is not a very good team. Uh, they did. There were a lot of things that they did wrong early in the game. They couldn't guard uh, Miles Kelly, things like that. Like yeah. any others you wanted to get out there before? Uh, this this season has been an incredible disappointment, and most of the hay I think is in the barn. But when good things happen, and improvements seem to be happening, you have to acknowledge them while also respecting the fact that it's probably too little, too late. Got that ass whoop. <laughs> <laughs> That was stealthy. It's perfect. <laughs> ten out of ten, no notes on I that agree. one. I agree. I wish we could so have just good. ended the show that way. That <laughs> hey, we well can. done. Yeah, he could drop that. Just... He could drop that right after you say goodbye. That was uh, that was very well done. Uh, and they're not a tournament team. No. Part of the uh, the disclaimers there. They don't look like a tournament team. I think maybe he was saying that if we get another coach in here. With those they could guys. be they could be a tournament oh, team pretty quickly. I think that's what he was saying. If I got that right, okay. Now that I will say this, that's the place that I will do the fewest qualifiers. I like these guys. Yeah, there, there's team, there's plenty. They've of grown potential. on me. There's plenty of potential. I've, I've I like this roster. I have the whole season, and they're giving me more reasons to like him as year goes on. I mean, the whole year I've been going, man, I like Caleb Glenn. Without a lot of stuff on the on the right. court. To tell me, but it's like I can tell the he's vibes a, are good. The vibes are there. Like I can tell this kid can play, and he played his ass off on Saturday night. He was everywhere. He ended up with fifteen and thirteen. Uh, his first career double double, and the effort was just off the charts. He is a hustle player, and it helps that he's a Louisville guy. You know, he's got Louisville tattoos all over his arm. Uh, he's 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 a Louisville native. Um, and he's the type of guy that if we can get him to stick around and buy in with the next coach, that could be like an all-time favorite. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys that everybody loves. He's that type of player. But overall, talking about composure like I did earlier with the women's team, they showed a whole hell of a lot of it down the stretch. They did. They made a lot of really good decisions. They played really hard on defense, and Georgia Tech was the one that was making the mistakes. And there was a moment with like nine minutes left when Georgia Tech was up by seven. I believe, if I remember correctly, where I was like, man, this is getting bad. Like, Georgia Tech hit a three, pushed yeah. the lead out to yep. seven, and I was like, you know, it feels like we're about to lose lose the, the reins on this one. Like, let go of the like rope. Like we've seen. Yeah, we're letting go of the rope. This, this, this seven's sucks. about to be 17. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they yeah. put the screws to Georgia Tech and turned it on its head pretty quickly and ended up walking away with the game, what? running away with it. Right, won comfortably by largely uh, – Shutting them down on the defensive end. Even the wins recently have been almost entirely them outscoring other teams. But I thought down the stretch against Georgia Tech, they defended and hit crucial shots. And this is where the disclaimer matters. They looked 
good defensively because Georgia Tech's real bad offensively. Sure. But they are they're capable of better than they've been. They have already beaten Duke and Carolina both this year. Like they talk can, about tech, yeah. Yeah, Georgia Tech has obviously like, not talking about us. <laughs> right. But like they they've done good things uh this year at times at least. And they beat Oregon too. Yeah. And you have to think in a weird way, like the uh the like the motivation levels things have sort of been flipped where it's like you get up for Louisville uh, if you are, you know, like this is a good, this is a good team the way it used to be, and now it's like the good teams have to be like, please God, we can't lose to these guys. But the bad teams now, instead of being intimidated, are like this is our chance, like yeah, this is one of these games we can win. And I think Louisville gets that shot from a lot of teams. And Georgia Tech, coming off a loss with the uh, the infamous there, got that ass whipped. Clip uh, came in in the first half was fearless, and it was a pretty loud crowd. Pretty yeah. loud, uh, uh, raucous crowd on TV. Uh, in person, it was too. I'm sure it was. Uh, it, it Engaged was, crowd. I liked what I saw from them, and it does seem like it's in the last month. The thing where you where you're like, oh man, they're about to just let this thing start rolling down the hill instead of trying to hold on here. They haven't done it. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that they've won those games, but they haven't given it up. Like Clemson, I kept waiting for that one to get away from them, and it never really did. Yeah. You're right, and they've come back in a couple of games where it looked like they were letting that game go, you know. And and at this point, I'm not gonna like. There's no point beating you over the head with it's not good enough. There's no point in that right now. It's not at this point. I like the 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 decision's still the same right now. I think you can acknowledge that that they've gotten better, while also saying I just don't think the staff is a championship staff, you know. And and and. All of those things can be true, and also acknowledging the work they've done—that they've 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 looked better than I thought they would down the stretch here. At this point, the games the the, the games are not all played yet. Uh, we asked the question a, a couple weeks ago, like in the last ten games of the year, or was it ten or was it twelve? I think twelve. How many do you think they'll win? Like, what's the final record going to be? And I said I thought that they would end up with eight or nine wins. They're already at eight, and we're only like four games into that hypothetical. You know, and, and yeah, I said that they would have opportunities because they're playing mostly the bottom half of the ACC, with the exception of Duke and maybe a game here or there. Pretty much everybody's in the bottom half of the ACC that they're playing. So there's going to be opportunities to get wins. There is. Not enough wins. And that should give you proper context to what those wins mean. That They're not against good teams, but it's not to take away from what they did on Saturday. That was really good energy. That was really good composure down the stretch, and they made Georgia Tech look like the team that was out of sorts trying to finish a game uh, and ended up putting their, their boot on the throat of a team that they could beat, and that was great to see. And I was really happy for the kids and for the staff. Um, but, again, it's it's all – We did the disclaimer, so I shouldn't have to do right, that every time. You don't. And if I, I use this analogy, I think I've used it before. There's the, very, there's the infamous uh, episode, Dave, of South Park, where they all start playing World of Warcraft. And like as soon as they log on... One of the top five episodes is, of all time. As soon as they start playing, there's a bully in the game that just kills them all immediately. And every time they try, that happens. And so they can't even play the game. And they spend like a whole summer, basically, playing nonstop, and they get like super fat, and they, just, like, they start pooping in bedpans and stuff. Like They're just like the most absurd Mom, World of Warcraft. Right. Uh, and, but they finally succeed in beating, killing that guy. And then I think it was Kyle at the end is like, what are we going to do now? And then Cartman very famously says, what? He says, what are you talking about? Now we can play the game. Yeah. After they spent all that time just for that little thing. And that's kind of how some of this feels when it comes to the basketball team, where it's like we're talking about like now, it's like they've just risen up to the level. Now we can play the game. That's all that's really been accomplished is now we, we're talking about basketball instead of big giant things. Uh, and and I, I have to say one thing that I'm really tired of. And this is more for other media. I guess it's, it's appropriate to ask Kenny about dealing with negativity. Right? Like, it, look, there is negativity. And so I guess it's appropriate after a win to ask him about it, that sort of thing. But what I don't like is the idea and sometimes it's like it sounds like kind of the assumed tone of the question is that it's like something that's been foisted on him 
unfairly. Right. Yeah. And I and how different would things be if instead of calling it negativity, you just asked him, "What's it been like dealing with the consequences or expectations?" No, I'm talking negativity implies like there's a problem with the people doing it, but you're just you're just getting the reaction that you get when you do a terrible job. Yeah. It's the consequences. How has it been dealing with the consequences of your actions? Yes. Now, isn't that a different question? Sure. Then the crowd's not the problem. You're the problem. But you know what the answer to that is. These are not consequences. If we have it, just play it real quick. Go ahead. That's fine. Met with a family this morning of one of the players, and they said, like, there's so much negativity. How do you deal with it? How does I get my son to deal with all this negativity from the media, from social media, from everywhere we turn, there's all this negativity about this program. And I just tell them, you have to be like me. We come to work every day, and I focus on one thing. How do I get this team better? We win, the negativity will go away. We don't, it's going to stay there. <laughs> it's just what it is. I don't That's, hate that answer. It, to be right, with you. The words are fine, but the tone is like, the, it's the only way to get the unreasonable people off my back instead of people just reacting to what they're seeing. I think that last sentence is whether... It's like it's true, but he resents it. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. But that's been the case all, all along. True. You know, is that he resents any expectations put upon him by other people. <laughs> well, it's like, poor Kenny, how, are you, how have you been able to do it? You're like, come on, man. Yeah, I get people it. People just... I had somebody on Twitter... Um, which we all know is always a positive place <laughs> with logical people. Yes. I tweeted like a kind of a joking tweet, you know, uh, quoting the Michigan score, you know, and it was like 41 to 13. They're losing to Nebraska. And I said, oh, Juwan's getting fired, fired. Like, it's this is happening. And the first response was, how come you can say this about a coach in another market, but you've got to treat our coach with kid gloves? And I was like, do you listen to the show? Or follow my account? <laughs> and he was like, well, if you've ever tweeted something this strongly about our coach, I'll delete my account. And a couple of people like quote tweeted that. I was like, here's how you delete your account because here's a couple of tweets. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hamill, I think, did that. But it's like, dude, first of all, I was kind of making a joke. Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Well, you got to make it about that. Like why are you trying to make this about Kenny? I was making a joke about Juwan Howard, who's in his fifth season. Right. And Michigan has been through several high-profile like issues, issues. Is you know, yeah. at, at Michigan, whether it's sideline behavior, uh, and now they're not winning, so he's 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 gone. We're in the second year of a tenure, which is extraordinary. That we all are all pretty convinced that everybody's convinced he's not the right guy, and it's I am too. I've been clear about that for a long time. Nobody who listens to this show thinks I'm some kind of apologist. I am not. My feelings on Kenny are known. You're never mad enough for the people who want you to be mad. Exactly. I don't understand why you're parsing language. Like, dude, I'm sorry if I'm not like if I'm not on Twitter every day just saying fire Kenny Payne. You're and not. It's, and it's the only. Everybody to, uh, <laughs> almost called you Ethan. <laughs> yeah, and, you gotta spam everybody. And it's the right. only thing you're allowed to say. Doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter if any no, nobody just ran a nice play. Yeah, Everything's no worst all the time. Yeah. Fire him. The end. And like, I'm not doing day, that. And Kenny's he's one of our own. You know, and he's it's a program. Good air on the side of being kind, right? It, right. It's a program I care about. Right. I take these decisions seriously. I don't really care if Michigan fires Juwan Howard. Right. I so talk I feel about free to Louisville. talk about that because it doesn't matter. To it me. doesn't matter. Yeah. I talk about my program in measured language because I care about it. And sometimes the things I say on radio matter. Usually they don't. And I'm very aware of that. But clearly they matter to somebody. You know, and I think I've been fair to him while also being very clear about where I stand on him as a coach. And nobody has accused me of, of handling with kid gloves. And I don't understand why people just feel the need. Like, is there... The media and the fan base in general is not handling him with kid gloves. There are exceptions. But that is not the, the tenor of the uh, of the media in Louisville right now. That is not the tenor of the fan base in Louisville right now. It was one of the 
like funniest things I saw all week, and I was like, dude, are you tweeting at the right guy? Yeah. It's like I get more people like They're they've all... stopped now, but months ago was I was being too negative. You know what I mean? And now once everybody pretty much dropped that, now I'm getting somebody saying I'm not being negative enough. It's like, dude, I've said we need to move on. Is that not good enough for you? Let's get. You uh, want me to pile on every day? Like all, yes, that is. There are people that that's all they want all day. I, I said months ago we needed to move on. I said before the season I didn't have much hope that we were going to change, but I was hoping that it would happen. But you, it's funny. We'll get to Tony here in just a second. There are people who that's the only thing they care about, and every time you just objectively like love that move from Hunley Hatfield there, he wouldn't have done that a month ago. They're like, I knew you were going to – I knew you were an apologist. Right. You've outed yourself. You're like, come on, man. That's just a nice play. And then I said something like uh, – I said the vibes are immaculate in the Yum Lobby. That's a very – That's what was happening. That It was a lovely – You were in the lobby. I was in the lobby. <laughs> the vibes were immaculate. It was great just to, to hear people having fun with the win. And somebody was like, imagine how immaculate they would be if we weren't 8-16. and 16. I was like – I often but we do. are. I often do. I don't. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to say? I have a memory. Like, I I often think about that. I haven't forgotten how awful it is right now, dude. Like, you can't let these people have a night. Like, I don't want to be negative all the time. Like, I know what time it is. I told you months ago what time it was. That hasn't changed. But they had a good night. Let these people that have actually put in the time and come to these games, God love them, every game. Spent their Saturday night at the Yum Center. Enjoy a win. Just let them enjoy it. And then we can go back to the coach search afterwards. It ain't changed anything. Not yet. And it's very little possibility that anything could possibly be changed. We're both in that boat. Trust me. One game or two games didn't change that. But it's not going to hurt anybody if you just say, let these people have a night. If you just let a good thing be a good thing and yeah. don't try to universalize it and or minimize it, just yeah, let it be just, what it was. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't make it too big. You don't make it too small. You just let it be. We are ten more games like that away from even having a conversation, guys. Trust me. Let's get uh, Tony in here. Tony, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive on the bill. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Go good. Forward. Okay, okay. So, hear me out, man, because I, you know. Oh, on this situation, because I've really been, like, thank pondering on this situation. I talked to a buddy of mine last week after the Florida State win, and he said something about a year three, and I, like, literally got up and walked out of this man's house, like, was, like, gone. <laughs> like, he was like, man, where are you going? I'm out of here. I don't want to talk to you. Are you crazy? Year three? Like, uh, you and, and he said some things, and I wasn't really listening to him. It was uh, in one earn out the other. And uh man, I so I thought about it. Like we, we, we all should know the only reason Kenny got his job right now is because of them kids. Josh went and talked to them kids and uh he talked to them young men and they told Josh her man, we believe in him, we trust him, we love him, we feel like we're getting better. You know, that's the only reason. All that fire that was the people's calling for his Putting, mixing his job in with Kenny's, getting by her. They weren't even caring about what the other programs had was looking. So the only and I commend Josh Hurd for that man because he listened to them boys. I mean, you know what I'm saying to them young man, and and, and that, we know that's the only reason Kenny got his his job. If it was any type of dysfunction with them kid, he would have been gone. And uh, but what they told Josh, you know, they showing it. They like. Even with the best, I feel like Rick Pitino's the best X's and O's coach, hands down. I love Rick, minus all the crap. Okay, so, but what do we say around her? Oh, it's February. Oh, we about to start playing good ball now. It's time. It's Rick time. You know, we about to turn it up. It's, it's going to be on the strain. And these boys, I hate to say it, but they're young. I'm seeing development. I'm seeing hustle. They playing for each other. They moving that ball, and it's and I'm not, the same guy that said a year three is the same guy I argue with about this hire. I said, "Are you crazy? Look at the position we in. We're just like the Yankees hiring a manager that never managed before. It was always an assistant manager. I'm a, that's how I feel about my program. You can't jump in this driver's seat. You ain't never coached at Manhattan or nothing. You crazy." And we go, we went through these lumps with these because he's learning on the job. He's never been a head coach. But 
through all the vitriol because I was against the high, but what got me on his side, because it was a little more file, it was a little more negativity. I'm like, we ain't even got the chance to see the product. But through everything, and it's a, a 99% of itself wanted. We only upset because you see, we sitting up on the edge of our seats now with just a little good basketball. We're so hungry for it. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we do here. This is our time of year. So, uh, with that being said, these boys is like they improving, they hustling, they playing for each other. And I don't think it's a flash in the pan. Like they still, like the defense, but like the crowd, defense, they getting what Louisville's about. And they young. Like, it's, yeah. they, like it's all to his, you know, it's his decision, you know, but like I said, not, not his third year. You just talking about the portal, like it just invented it. Uh, it was invented, but that's the first year coach stuff, stuff you know. But uh, like I said, man, I think he might like these boys. Is, they 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 turning the corner, and I think they're gonna keep grinding. And if they can tighten up on defense, we might have a conversation at the end of the year. Go Cards. Appreciate uh, the call, Tony. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, and we, uh, look, along the same lines, the texture said, I'm not defending uh, Kenny Payne, but no. why are we so intent on getting rid of him when Coach K started and his record wasn't great? Uh, his worst record is better than Louisville's best so far. Yeah. Uh, but more than anything else, I, I think if you watched those teams, those people would tell you he needed to get guys yeah. uh, in there, but that they – they were maniacal about every little thing, and they got every little drop out of every little thing, uh, and that it was just a matter of him getting that first class of like real stars. Uh, and, and they went to the it, final four, and it changed everything. Yeah. And he yeah. basically never stopped doing it after that. Yeah, uh, and and the, the issues with Kenny is not that it's, and it was an era in which you had no choice but to go slower because Kenny's got the portal. Yeah, it was freshman NIL. class. That's what it, it's yeah. just yeah, it was a different thing. Uh, and I, I, again, Coach K was like, "Well, the, look, these guys aren't that great, but like, the, you could see what they were, thought they were getting when they hired yeah. him, and if, there was something to be patient about." And really, up until like right now, there hasn't been much of that. If every game in Kenny's tenure had either been kind of like the Georgia Tech game or kind of like the Clemson game, we'd be having different conversations. We would. It was just such an abject failure last year and such a horrible start. For a lot to this of this year, year yes. That it, it's. And it's clear attention to detail isn't number one on the list. That's the thing. Like the, the, the lack of defensive principles in most games. You know, like getting beat the same way over and over again. Um, Fumbling basic things. Yeah. Let's not forget, you know, early on, you know, not, not knowing when to call timeouts, you know, and stuff like that. Like some He's real, gotten better at that. Uh, he has, for sure. He has. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but it was a low bar to clear. You yeah. Know? Well, you know what it's like? It's like. It's like if somebody were to officially say, like, I'm no longer going to debate if Lamar should be a quarterback. Now I'm just going to debate if he's a good quarterback. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're, the first year and change of Kenny here, you're like, I'm not sure this man should ever be a head coach. But now I can confidently say he's, he looks like a regular old head coach. He just doesn't – so, like, I'm not going to say he's not a coach. But this is a little – and Louisville's coach needs to be the best. Yeah. And now the, we get to just have the debate, is there anything here that should make me want to stick with this because I, I see that coming? And we're so far from that. We're far from that yeah. being a real conversation. Like, I still think he wasn't – he didn't prep to be a head coach. You know, he didn't, he didn't take jobs to prepare him for this. But he has learned some things. He'd also been a head coach before too, Coach K. Yes, at Army. And Duke wasn't the Duke we know now. But they did have Final Fours, you know, but he turned them into the Duke we know now. But Duke had Final Four appearances before he was there. Uh, they were a good basketball program, but, you know, they knew he had leadership, attention to detail, and he had military that. efficiency. And he had that big old Bob Knight and endorsement. He, and he played for Bob Knight at, at Army. Um, but, uh, yeah, like in the in the building, it's funny. Like there's, So there was two uh, women sitting in front of me. I was in the media seats. And they turned around and they said, well, "Why aren't you, why aren't you cheering? Why aren't you standing up?" I was like, "Well, I really can't." In the right, I was like, "I really can't." In the media seats. I was like, "Sorry, I, I'm smiling. You know, I'm happy it's happening. I'm really enjoying the game. You'll see a fist pump right here, you know, right next to my chest. But I can't get up and cheer. I'm sorry. I, there's a list. 
just a modicum of, of professionalism, less so than right next to the court, but I have to be, you know, I can't really be up and cheering. Okay, I get it. I think they're Marty and Jack, you think were their names. And they were, we were having a little conversation. They said, well, uh, what do you think about this? She goes, I, they're doing what we want them to do, you know? And I said, yeah, they are. They're doing, they're, they're improving in a lot of ways. And she said, I still don't think it's enough. <laughs> you know, like she said, that's, that's kind of the, yeah, she's like, I still think we're probably making a change, but this is nice. So yeah, that's, that's how a lot of people in that arena are right now. Just because they're cheering and they're happy doesn't mean they're like, yeah, let's, let's I'm gung-ho for year three, but I think most of them are just like, look, if they keep winning, I'm going to keep cheering. It's okay. And I, I do think fans, if you've been on the fence uh, or if you've said to yourself, like, I'm not going to go until there's a change, you are somebody who could probably reconsider. I don't think anyone's in, like, the, the even if you don't think they're going to, work out in the long term they're not offensive anymore yeah right the way you know the way i've said it with louis a couple of times is a lot of people stopped going to games because they felt mocked it wasn't just we were losing it's I'm like they weren't even playing the same sport yeah. to cheer for this and now you're not now they might not win and they they still don't win enough but you're not mocked by the effort yeah and I, to me that's worth supporting let's yeah. take uh, our last break here we'll come back couple of little uh, things uh, to wrap things up here on the drive on I think the bill right back tired of jumping from job to job how about a career in a recession proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment the pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence OPC pest services will give you a chance to grow with advancement come be a part of our team at OPC pest services Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is... With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Jerome waited through the commercial break, so let's remedy that by bringing him in now. Jerome, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into The Drive. What's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, Hey, so the question, and... One thing that I want to make clear here is I'm not trying to throw shade on Zan Payne when I make this comment. And, of course, now I'm going to throw shade on Zan Payne. It's the way it's going to come across. But no offense, but, so, yeah, I got you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, you know, Zan is a coach's kid, right? Have Very you much ever, so. Have you ever seen him make a play or do anything that you think he did that because he's a coach's kid? Like, he had the mental thought to do that because – him and dad been talking about this play or, or the way to attack a defense or the way to, you know, come out of a trap or something. Nothing ever. Um, I think that's just because his dad is not a coach. Um, you know, and again, I'm not, I've a, I'm a fan of Kenny Payne as a player. I just don't think that he's a coach. Um, you know, I still pull for us every game. I'm in that weird conundrum, man. You know, sure. I, I, I pull for us every game. I get caught up in it, and I think, man, what, 
what does happen if we go on a run at the end of the season um, and we win several games in a row, then that makes it really hard for Josh. But the only way we do that is if we get better. If we're getting better, I can't complain. Um, But I just don't see this coach and this coaching staff getting us better for that to happen. But, again, my original comment was, you know, I just don't think that, you know, he is the guy for us. Appreciate it, guys. Yep, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to read his mind and say, I think he was saying, like, he's not a coach. He means a head coach. Like I, I don't, I don't think it's fair to Kenny say he's not a coach at all. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's what he meant. Yeah. Uh, by that, uh, and I, I think, I think that's probably true. Uh, that that his temperament is not even well suited uh, for being a head coach, and there are people who are like that. There's, there's nothing wrong with that uh, at all, except for when you become a head coach, uh, and then it becomes a little bit yeah. of a problem. Uh, the only time I've seen, and I think I know what he's getting at there. I don't. The, the 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 when he was injected into the Duke game, boom! That's what I was gonna say. Okay, right? you read my mind. So yeah. that's he made some really you heady. Played with uh, uh, played with uh, Beyblades. You know, where you put that little thing in there. It's like the little spinny thing. You yeah, pull that thing and they spin. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, and that's the perfect. He was uh, a whirling dervish yes, for a couple deployment minutes. Deployment of uh, Zan Payne. That's exactly what I want to see. He made some heady plays, you know, and and and, and got a turnover, dope on the ground. It was great. Yeah, and it was like that's and then he got the hell out. Yeah, because it was coming off the heels of the Wake Forest game yes. where he famously started, played the first ten minutes, played seventeen, 17 minutes total, and had a foul, and had a foul, and everyone was just drilling Kenny for it for good reason. And let's not forget in having this happy discussion, that was like a month ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. No, I mean like it was just a month ago. It, it wasn't was a like long it was time last ago. year. It felt like it was felt like it was a long time ago. <laughs> That's funny. I mean just the opposite. <laughs> but then like I made the comment, I tweeted and I said it on air. If he had just used Zan against Virginia or against uh Wake Forest the same way he did against Duke, nobody would be would even talk about him. Because we have an extremely short bench you know, odds are with foul trouble and just trying to save legs, you got to play somebody that you don't want to play or you wouldn't normally play if we had a full complement. Sure. I'm not trying to roast him. I wasn't trying to roast him at the time, but we just hated the way he just started out of nowhere, played 10 continuous minutes like you didn't have a timeout in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, the whole thing was just silly. And, and at the end of the day, like I've tried not to talk about him because I think it's unfair to him at this point. It's not his fault, any of it. Yeah. And he hasn't been a problem since Wake. He comes in, he steals a few minutes. Yeah, he uh, sometimes he does some good things. Sometimes he doesn't do anything. But that's how he should be deployed. He comes in and he, you know, he steals a few minutes at the end of the half if he got like one of your starters with two fouls or you want to get him a couple of minutes on the bench so he can come out fresh. Whatever it is, that's how he should be used. We understand he's got to play. You know, and, and But that's what I was saying, like, agreeing with you. The Duke game was the one time where I was like, that yeah, looks like some heady – Coach's use of Zan Payne. Totally agree with that. Uh, and the truth is, like, I didn't even really love the Kenny Soundbury reference about negativity about Zan because, Kenny, I know you don't care what any of us think, but when people are mad at Zan, they're mad at you. And I'm mad got, at Zan. That's what I try to be clear about. It's got nothing to do with yep. the kid. It was just an unfair situation that Kenny put him in in wake. Let's get uh, Patrick in here next. Patrick, welcome into Drive Buddy. What's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. I uh, got a hypothetical for you. All oh, right. No. And I stress the, the word hypothetical. But let's just say um, that Louisville wins, you know, let's three, four more regular season games and we go into the ACC tournament uh, playing the best basketball we played all year and we, some crazy stuff goes down and we get hot. And we win the ACC tournament, okay? And so uh, we make it into the NCAA tournament, and we win the first game, get beat second game. Um, or hell, let's since we're doing it, let's just say we make it through the first weekend. <laughs> uh, what would happen? Do you think they would uh, keep them for another year? Well, um, first of all, and thank you for the call, uh, Patrick, we would all stop talking about basketball entirely because of the worldwide epidemic of flying pigs that would happen if that were to happen. So he said win the ACC tournament and then make it out of the first weekend of the this, NCAA tournament? Yeah, this is my favorite part about this. So Louisville has eight games left. One, two, three, four, seven games left. 
Seven games left, and he said, how about if they just go like four and three down the stretch, then win the ACC tournament and make it to the Sweet 16? Yeah. I got news for you. If they do that, he's coming back. But like I said, we won't care about basketball because of our terrified fear of these flying pigs that we've never seen before. Just to tell everybody, though, like that's not happening. Right. Um, the last seven games of the year, they've got Duke on the road at Duke. The rest of them, the best team we play is Pitt. And it's a road game. And it's a road game. Like Pitt and Syracuse are are comparable, and it's it's on the road at Pitt. Um, we could conceivably win like four of these games. We could, sure. especially like the, the bottom of the AC is not good. But they could well, conceivably win those no, games. We probably won't win all of those, but. It's still not going to – like, he's got to do what you're talking about in the ACC tournament and really put something together for 12 and 20 to be anywhere close to good enough. Let's not forget, it was January 20th. They lost by 25 at Wake, who is at best a, a bubble team. right? Like, in the last three games – They're like the fifth best team in this conference. Yeah, at the the last three games, they're 2-1. and one. Two wins uh, by 10-ish, 10, 12, or nine. So nine, they lose by two. They win by 12 against the eight on Ken Palm, 83, 94, and 138. So they're going to play a bunch of those teams again, but they just lost to one of them, 94, 90. Like, we're not – they're playing better basketball. They're still not playing great basketball by any stretch. Yeah. But just to sort of flip the coin over the other side, if they start playing great basketball – that's good, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it, if something happens that that they decide to bring him back for a year three, it means something really. It means like Pat, what Patrick laid out happened. Yeah, we won the ACC tournament. Yes. Yeah, just like Patrick but, Ewing did at Georgetown to save his job. That's honestly what or would have Josh to happen. Passner. That's what would have to happen is that he wins the ACC tournament. Like, there's no other scenario I don't think that that leads to this. But the problem there is, even in those scenarios, they don't have anyone coming in for next year right now. Nobody. Yeah. So how you could build on this right now is impossible for him to say. It's all dependent on the portal, which he. But let's be real. We're talking like by the end, like I felt like it was getting away from him. Like the more he described what needed to happen, he's like, and I'm like, come on, man. Like it's just really we're we're I know you said hypothetical, but that doesn't mean seriously probable territory. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, when it comes, what if he wins the NCAA title? Are we bringing it back, or what are we doing here, Mark? What if they shut somebody out? Yeah. Would you be impressed by that? Sure. Yeah, I would. And what if they face Kentucky in a tournament and they beat him by 25? I mean, what are we doing here? First we bring him back and we fired him. First coach to win a title get fired in the same year. <laughs> now, that's great. I love that. Uh, if can't you, bring him back. Sorry. Just can't want, do it. You want to talk about negativity, though? Around a program? About an hour to the east. Oh, my Lord, are they having a time, was buddy. with uh, extended family uh, this weekend up in uh, just the Cincinnati uh, area and with some U.K. fans in agony watching that game against a, a so-so Gonzaga team at best. Just bully them. And then you get the reports after the game of fans yelling, F you, Cal, as he's walking off the floor and booing. Like, I know fans not going isn't great, but a full arena booing your ass isn't great either. I don't think it's better. (laughs) And after the game, he was very, I need those fans, this and that. But it's like, man, this one's not, here's the thing. They're clearly setting up for another, like, first round exit, and this one's not going to come out of nowhere. You know, like, they expect it. No, there's not an iteration of this team. Like, the, the, the flaws are not subtle. They're not uh, sparse. Like they don't, they don't come and go. Their flaws are permanent. They're not a good defensive team, and that's the fatal flaw. You can't beat the quality teams in March without being able to play defense. It's a numbers game at this point. Yeah, and and postseason basketball. Let's be realistic here. Is it amplifies the the vital importance of all the things they're still not good at. Yeah, like you only win in tournament play by extreme mental toughness and consistency and in getting the better of all of these kind of 50-50 situations and being strategically clever and, all, and yeah. we don't do any of that stuff. And what's the two like the two bedrocks? Like not even getting too deep like on the court teams like the the two things that you can you can go back to and say these are the two two profiles of final four and championship teams is 
top 25 defense efficiency, defensive efficiency rating, and great guard play. You know, and they've got one out of two on the offensive end. But they just, they're so bad at defense, it would be historical if they made the Final Four. Like, it, 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 at least in the modern era. Uh, it would be a massive exception to the rule. It, it's, it, they're getting the, the Kentucky fan base. I don't know who still wants them around. Like, I, I don't think they, he, they're around. He's I don't think they exist anymore. unpopular. It's, it's incredible. For a coach who's been that successful in his career. There's a real antagonism just, there. There is. It does not matter at this point. What he did 10, 12 years ago. If you don't win in March, it just doesn't matter. And ever since 2015, he hasn't been the same coach. They haven't made it out of the first round of the tournament in years. Four straight years. And Well, last year they won the first round. They didn't make it the first weekend. First weekend is what I meant. What did I say? I said first round. You said first round, but it's all good. I get you. I meant first weekend. I've been yeah, I've been saying that over and over again. Like first weekend of the tournament in years. They haven't made it the second weekend. Whether it's missing the tournament or losing the first round, second round, whatever it is, or not having a tournament at all, they have not made the second weekend in March in like five years. It's 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 four straight seasons. Like I, even I, that nineteen team, you lost an Auburn team as a five seed. Yeah. This. Uh, what's happening right now, though, the way that they get uh, the negativity around him, like this real antagonism. But I think what strikes me so much, I've I've said this uh, before, but the feeling that you sense from fans, uh, the grousing that you hear in the crowd, like they're when something good happens at Rutt, like they're crazy for it's almost like they're trying to like, I promise we'll cheer for you if you do good stuff here. Yeah. Uh, but then. Just the way opponents now are are not afraid of them. Lunch, just not afraid of them. Uh, it, it, look, this it shocked me. This is the first time I've lost three in a row at Rupp. I'm thinking about like, the probation years. All that they still That's never insane. did that. It's wild, right? It just kind of, kind, kind of the SEC. Yeah, but, the SEC for years just right, wasn't a, right. a great conference. Now they are. They are. They're a lot better. But this, I mean, this wasn't even an SEC game. But like, this is yeah. not even a, a Gonzaga Gonzaga team, and they get. Those teams are like, if we do this, it's going to work. Like, and not no one ever used to think that. They have not been ranked for most of this year. They may and, have just played themselves into the tournament with that win. Right. Because the West Coast is St. Mary's and everyone else this year. If it still counts that, I mean, as much of a like, – it's going to be a good they win. It's a road count, win. Yeah, they need Kentucky to figure it out to sort of help. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a quad one win because, I mean, a road the, top 70 win is quad one. But this, The – the screaming, and that, I think that's the right word, from the crowd when Gonzaga has the ball, uh, like, do something. Because you can just watch them do this. We're going to pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll until we get the right guy posted up on the right guy, and he's going to eat your lunch. And they did it the whole game. And it just never used to be that way. And, and in a weird way, it's, you know, Cal was doing a little bit of what Kenny was doing, talking about, like, this is more of, like, these are my guys. Remember that I, I like coaching this team, and these are my guys, and this is more of what we're used to, and all that good kids from good families, so to speak, right? And getting the same results, and it's it's the feeling of helplessness, like he just doesn't know what to do. I don't think he does. I really don't think he does. It's at a, it's on a smaller scale of what's going on at Louisville. Obviously, it's not nearly the same level of of failure, but for the amount of talent they have, and the 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 rhetoric around it, it's pretty similar. And what they pay him. Exactly, and the conversation with the fan base and everything like that. It, it's expectations are not aligning with the results. I mean, the fact that he's gone this many years without making the second round of the, their second weekend, almost did again, second weekend of the tournament, is pretty insane. And the fact that they don't have an out on this, essentially, he's got to get out. They don't really have an out. He's got he's got to decide he's done. And I don't know if these booing fans, like, he's got such an ego. Cause most, and I'm not saying, like, he's unique in that sense. Most college basketball coaches have this kind of an ego. Rick did. You know, he's got such an ego that I don't think he wants to be pushed out of anywhere because of failure or be seen to be running away from it. Yeah. You know, I think the boos just make him want to come back next year and make them love him again. But this was supposed to be that team. Number one recruiting class, or number two, depending on where you look. You know, four top 20 recruits, or five, whatever it was. You know, just an embarrassment of riches. Three seven-footers. Three seven-footers that were all supposed to be able to play. Well, and the pick-and-roll defense thing was supposed to go away once Oscar left. Yeah. It has not. No. It hasn't. 
You got three new seven footers that you can be mad at. But like they on paper, now that we've seen them on court in the defense, we know what their weaknesses are. On paper, they didn't have one. Three seven footers, Trey Mitchell, three elite guards coming in. You know, Antonio Reeves, maybe the best player, the best player on the team. Who tried returning. to leave in the offseason. Right? Tried, to, tried to leave. Um, and Justin Edwards, who's been a disappointment. You know, but coming into the season, he was one of the highest rated players in the country. Embarrassment of riches. And they can't play defense. It's Everybody puts 80 and 90 points on them. For Tennessee, you put 100 on them. I mean, I'm not sad about him. And what did I shocked. always say? What did I always say? Is that I thought the Calipari rolls the ball, like just trying to be fair. I thought the narrative that he just rolls the ball out and lets a bunch of McDonald's All-Americans you know, win 30 games for him was a little unfair because he always got them to play defense. I said that for years. Yeah. He always got them to buy in on the defensive end. And, yeah, maybe the offense is a little – it's dribble drive and it's a little more, you know – Remedial. Yeah, but the defensive end, he always got them to play defense. That is not the case anymore. Strikingly so. And all the weird stuff going around with DJ. My favorite stat I saw Saturday night was someone put, they were tagging Strebel on it that Louisville has more <laughs> wins in February than Kentucky does. Ooh. Back to back Saturday nights have been sweet for Taylor and I on post game. Yeah, I, I that's pretty funny. I actually. have to say, I uh I I was really sad that our requirements, you know, our commitment to Bellarmine uh meant that the UK post game show was only like fifteen minutes long. because uh, I, I wanted fully lit Strebel to, to Blast off in that post-game show, and they just didn't have the time for it. <laughs> we, we were robbed. It was fun that? watching the game with him because I was in here early before the UVL pregame started. He agonizes, man. He does. Oh, gosh. It's, it's fun because they're cheering. They're like, this defense sucks. And they're gonna was Strebel doing the post-game on Saturday? Yeah, because Gandolfo was busy. Okay. So Strebel yeah, actually I know. came back for one time. I was about to say, it's normally Gandolfo and Ince, right? It was the, uh, the good old crew there <laughs> agonizing over it. That is just – uh, and and they're all over it, you know. Ince has has been over Calipari for a while, and you know, Strebel's no love lost there at this point. I don't think Strebel likes any of his coaches. He's not a big Stoops guy. No, he's not. He's a, a pretty anti Stoops no, right. guy. You're right. Doesn't really love Calipari, although he he in the past he's he defended him for a while, but I don't think he does that anymore. You think he, he likes Kyra Elzey? I don't think he knows that that's, that's right. the name of their women's basketball coach. I don't that's think he likes true. any coach that it's hard to like. The thing is, Kyra Elsie is really likable. Or she used to be. And she had the transfer issues. Um, and she can't win the game anymore. So she's going to get fired after this year. That will, she's an Oldham County legend. We like her. That will do it for us. We appreciate all of you uh, trudging through your post-Super Bowl Monday with us. You've been listening to The Drive here on 95 The Ville. See you.